This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to The Soul's Journey with Tom Jacobs. A fresh look at astrology shaped by channeled wisdom on the soul and its human journey. Enjoy inspirational insights on how to change karma and make changes for the better. And now, here's Tom. Hey there, welcome to The Soul's Journey. This is Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com. I'm an evolutionary astrologer and channel and sometimes a medium and and other things. Uh, And uh, this show is all about, well, it's about the soul's journey. It's about understanding this life whatever given life you happen to be living, uh, in terms of the longer multi-life journey of soul, which is a portion of divine consciousness that comes through to incarnate as a person, to learn about what it means to be a person. Each of us is here to learn about what love is, where it comes from, and who's responsible for giving it to whom. So we can actually, you know, I do all this, the show every week, I write all these books, I do all this counseling work with people, we can actually sum up the entirety of each person's multi-life journey in that sentence. We're here to learn about what love is, where it comes from, and who's responsible for giving it to whom. So my job is to develop and identify and invent tools to help you live your life in a more conscious way. So you're getting that little that little intro here because my guest the, uh, tonight that I'm going to bring on in a few minutes after the uh, intro and announcements uh, has written a book about his own process of connecting with past lives, integrating things, healing things, what I would call – what I tend to call the soul's other lives because it's uh, – the Ascended Master I work with shows me that these lives are all happening simultaneously, so I like to kind of couch that perspective uh, or at least see that perspective for you. But he has done this without astrology. So I have done this with astrology, and and I have published a book, The Soul's Journey 3, a case study, documents 19 of of my past lives. And then uh, a a couple of months ago when I was in Michigan, uh, I I met my guest. name is Rob Fournier, and and we started chatting. He came to a workshop that I gave on uh, all this karmic astrology stuff called Meet Your Soul. And um, yeah, so we just kind of hit it off. And so um, he said, I'm about to publish – my ebook or my book, and I said, "Hey, keep me updated, and you'll come on the show." So we did that, and he also had me on his show, um, Empowered Whole Being Radio, which he co-hosts, and he can talk about uh, in a few minutes. So let me um, do some announcements before for bringing uh, for bringing Rob on. Um, I want to give you a little update about the crystal business. <laughs> this this crystal stuff is as I've been getting really interesting insights and really getting a a breath of fresh air into my. My practice, uh, you know, not my, my professional practice so much as my individual practice, uh, my own meditative practice, my relationship with my guides, my relationship with uh, the Ascended Master Jehudi, also known as Thoth, St. Germain, and Merlin, with whom I work quite often and, and my other guides, um, through working with crystals and learning how from him to work with them a little more, a little more consciously and intentionally. And uh, as I've, I've mentioned the last few weeks, I purchased a piece of tiger iron, a big rough piece of tiger iron, about four and a half pounds, and I cut it and polished it into individual pieces. And those are 
so close to going uh, on sale, so close to being available, say it that way, um, that it's not even funny. So they are, they're, they're now charged with the vibration of the Ascended Master Jehudi to use as a bookmark. So I'm going to encourage you to, um, to uh, check out the PDF on tdjacobs.com. It is linked from the homepage. And it is uh, um, uh, about nine pages of Jehudi and one page of me introducing it and contextualizing this whole deal because, as I keep saying, I'm an astrologer and a channel, so where do crystals come in? And it's because everything's about the evolution of consciousness, and astrology and channeling are simply tools to help you improve your life, to understand who you are and what's going on. So the crystals are augmenting that, and um, Jehudi came through to explain some things about why he wanted me to do this, you know, to take the stone, tiger iron, that I've been using for years to channel him and spirit guides and others. And to turn it, you know, a rough piece into uh, pieces for others to use. So it's kind of a, um, kind of a very exciting enterprise, and that is uh, almost uh, almost being unveiled. You can actually uh, check out my Facebook page, uh, which is uh, TDJ Astro. You can look up, um, you know, if you're doing the URL, it's TDJ Astro. You can look up uh, Tom Jacobs Astrology and Channeling that kind of thing. And uh, I will be making an announcement there, and also on my blog, uh, which you can uh, get through TDJ Jacobs. So that's happening. That's incredibly exciting. <laughs> and uh, it's actually affecting how verbal I am. I, I don't know. I feel a little tenuous right now. I'll be, I'll be fine as I welcome Rob on and, and, and to talk about his book and talk about the process and all that stuff. Um, but I'm a, little, I'm a little less verbal these days. My, I actually talked to my mom recently, and she said, you know, it's good. <laughs> you know, so I'm getting reflections that perhaps at other times, you know, maybe it's okay for me to uh, – to, to uh, lighten up on on how that works and maybe talk a little less and be a little more introspective. So, so let's let's welcome Rob. And Rob also, by the way, has agreed to share his birthday and get a little mini reading. And so after we talk about him and the book, then I want to get into Rob's chart. So Rob Rob Fournier, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for taking your time to come on the show. Thank you, Tom. I thank you for having me on the show. I greatly appreciate it. Great, Always thank fun. you share with listeners <laughs> good thank you so so um so i'd like you know can you just kind of introduce yourself just to just a little bit and then i want to ask you some questions about the book and the thought process and all that stuff and then kind of because because you have done this without astrology while i have done this with astrology and as you okay. noted the night we met we got to the same exact place and so that's one of the reasons why i was looking forward to having you on the show to talk about that so can you just tell tell us a little first of all some like some like practical stuff about about who you are in the world uh, right now and, and where you are? Yeah, um, I am in Detroit, Michigan, right now in the nice cold weather. By <laughs> um, background, I am an occupational therapist. Um, I work with in a school district with special needs kids, but I also do um, a modality called cranial sacral therapy. Um, it's like a light touch approach that helps the body self-heal and self-correct itself. And that is what led me down this path of, you know, um, healing and understanding, you know, um, past stories. And as you said, it's all connected along the same. You got it through astrology. I yeah. started exploring it through cranial, which is really mm-hmm. fascinating because at cranial, you, you start to explore the body through the tissues and the molecules and, you know, the stories that we're creating. Um, so, yeah, so that's my background. And then we just opened a wellness center um, 
um, back in October. Um, this has been up in about four months called Living Balance Center, which, I mean, our information is at livingbalancecenter.com. Um, mm-hmm. Where we offer annual sacral and meditation groups and um, various classes. We, we're using sound vibration. We use crystals. Um, yeah, so we're helping, you know, help people expand their own consciousness and awareness. Right. Um, and find tools within themselves because all healing starts from within. Exactly. Uh, Thank just you. Empowering, just like empowering people to, you know, take that charge themselves. And as you said, you know, we, you know me and Candice have um, a radio show on Blog Talk Radio through Empowered Whole Being. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's another way, you know, I that's, we empower people by having guests like you as well. Yeah. Um, and other people on our show, you know, we, we try to get all different modalities on there as well, just as another avenue, because yeah. what resonates with one person might not resonate with someone else. Like my path, I cranial right. resonated with me, alternative healing, and that's what got me down this road. You, you know, you use the path of astrology, but it, I just find it how beautiful because we, we all, we all end up at the same point. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, so, okay. So, I mean, now I have pulled up your astrology chart, which we'll talk about in a few minutes, but now, you know, when I do that, I can, I put, um, a certain kind of vocabulary, you know, a set of vocabulary words to what I sense about a person, you know, it kind of fleshes things out. So I'm really excited to do that. You, you and I actually have some, um, some placements in common because we're in kind of the same generation and, and we have the same rising sign almost to the degree. We're about a, you know, out of 360 degrees, we're about a degree apart from each other. So, so I'm excited to share, to share with you that because, um, uh, just for the listeners, sneak peek, Rob has his Pluto in Libra in the 12th as I do and Uranus in Libra in the 1st as I do with the Libra rising. So there's like, there's a definite, um, there's a definite need to, well, anyway, we'll do that. We'll do that. But anyway, so good. So, so you, um, so you're using uh, craniosacral um, to address to kind of get to the bottom of feelings that you were having, right? Memories and feelings yeah. that you were having, and did it, did it happen that you just kind of always felt certain like tones or tenors in place, like so you know how kind of like a background noise, but it's an emotion or a feeling, and then you said, you know what, I can use cranio for this. Yes. Mm-hmm. Is, is that how? Yeah. It works? Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was actually just, I was going down that path and just, it was interesting how, yeah, I got guided towards it and yeah. it just completely resonated with me. After my, the first session I had, it just opened up something within me like, wow, I'm supposed to feel like that all the time. Yeah, <laughs> um, I just right. felt so expansive and so, um, connected and so full of energy. It, it's just a place that I've never had felt before at that point. I was in my early twenties and I'm like, I just want to explore this path and, it's just understanding. I mean, you're just understanding the the body holds so much information. Um, right. You know, our our cells, our tissues, our molecules again hold um, memory from birth to present and even beyond. Because, mm-hmm. like you said, all these lives are happening simultaneously, mm-hmm. and and all that information is within us. So, cranial is just another to me was another avenue to tap into that resource that we already have. You know, I had a cranial session, uh, craniosacral session. Um, when I lived in Los Angeles, and I kind of, I think, I think uh, several times I put up on Craigslist, you know, karmic astrologer looking to trade. Look, you know, I, and I listed like seven or eight things I'd trade for. And I remember, um, so there were a lot of massage trades <laughs> during the time that I lived there. A bunch of people, went. but one of them was a craniosacral trade, and I had never heard of it except some people um, I was meeting at um, like uh, Hellinger Constellation groups. Oh, 
all these people were somehow into this, and I think they were just telling their colleagues and friends who happen to be you know practitioners or students. So anyway, so I had this session, and it was fascinating to me, and my intuitive stuff had just begun to open. So I was witnessing this practitioner witness the various patterns of tension in my body. And, you know, and I'm, I'm able to, um, when I close my eyes, I'm able to feel the pulse of the, um, the spinal fluid circulating. I'm able to feel that pulse. It's like when I close my eyes, it's just, it's just how I am. I always have been. And so to have her describe things and to have, anyway, it was, it was absolutely fascinating, but, but this idea of, you know, holding space for some, for tension to, and I guess the word is unwind. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. a word you might use. So, so that that is actually, um, you know, now that I'm kind of thinking about it as we're talking, I'm thinking about it in a different way, remembering my experience. And and cranio sounds like an amazing tool for that because what we're talking about is, well, sometimes um, the guides or the masters through me will describe the um, those memories that that are in our field as bubbles that circulate. You know, it's kind of like, you know, like a little bubble that that kind of um, matches a certain vibratory frequency of love or fear or whatever, anxiety, dread, yeah. whatever. And, and it kind of um, – and then it has a label on it, which is like um, um, I'm not safe, like a belief, right? And this is how the, the masters describe karma actually, is a okay. belief attached to an emotion. So, anyway, so these bubbles circulate and come to the surface. But to be able to hold space for the particular frequency is exactly what's needed. So – Again, we're doing the same thing with different modalities. I'm doing it through this meditative thing. You're doing it through craniosacral. So it's it's very interesting to me because that is the principle that all these beings come in and tell me oh, is wow. the way to do it. So cranio sounds perfect. Yeah, because it's like, I mean, as you're describing that, that's what it feels like in the tissue. These bubbles are coming up mm-hmm. and people have memories of a belief system that happened maybe when they were three, four, five. Then it became, you know, a story is what I call it. But like a story of like, you know, yeah, they weren't good enough or this or that. or But it's yeah. all based around love, fear, anger, your basic right. emotions. Right. And then they realize, oh, well, that's not really me. You know, that was just a belief system that got formed. And, you know, that's right. Um, yeah, it's fascinating. And being able to access, like, you get information through, you know, the divine, you know, uh, um, I forgot the name, that you're the divine master. Um, I, I it's a, no, it's okay. It's okay. He uses a bunch of names anyway. He's kind of slippery, so it's all good. Uh, <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're like, dude, during training, I get different names as well for when I'm working on people, different spirit guides and ascended yeah. masters, which I think is fascinating. And just, just being at advance, I was at an advanced course last week, and during it was an intensive class. And during these cranial sessions, I mean, I was being downloaded information more, even more at another level. Like, you know, my, like Akashic records and all that kind of stuff was coming up, which I didn't even know. I'm like, oh, I see this big book with a bunch of words in it. I don't right. know what it means. Right. <laughs> and then after, I have a tendency to experience things first in the body, um, and then afterwards, then I connect the dots. So then after it worked, like later that night, people are like, that really sounds like this. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yes, it did. You know, but you know, it's very fascinating how it all unfolds. You know, kind of as a, not to get too tangential, but um, have you ever experienced or researched the Rosen method, which is another healing modality? Are you aware of that? Um, It sounds very familiar, but it's not aware. I just yeah. I, I I knew a woman uh, years ago in California who had been trained in it, and it's a it's another way of it's a training through sensitivity, and she would um, energetically match 
the the pressure of, for example, that bubble of fear or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, that's okay. Yeah, so so it's a different, you know, different from cranial. But anyway, fascinating and just like um, really fascinating. I had a couple sessions with her, and anyway, just a really interesting process. It's another because it's um, it's about witnessing. It's not about actively doing something. And when I had that session, it really kind of shook up uh, my rhythm because. Um, I was very accustomed to being a doer. So anyway, so I just was curious if you'd heard of that because it, it's like, like right up the same alley, you know, of, wi- yeah. of witnessing the thing. Well, so let's wow. – uh, we're going to take our first break. Uh, stick with me. I'm Tom Jacobs on The Soul's Journey. My guest is Rob Fournier, and we're going to talk about his book uh, when we come back. We'll be right back. wired is no accident your soul has divine intentions for this life understanding those intentions can bring greater peace and harmony to your world a soul's journey soundbite from astrologer and channel tom jacobs is a 15 minute mp3 reading on your major life themes tom's unique approach to astrology sheds light on the big picture of you your values passions fears and family dynamics as divinely designed by your soul gift yourself and others with insight and understanding by ordering your soul's journey soundbite today at tdjacobs.com looking for answers to help you navigate life the book jehudi speaks offers wisdom channeled from ascended master jehudi aka thoth saint germain and merlin on humanity's opportunities during these exciting times Jehudi Speaks provides what you need to know to grow and evolve on Earth now. A compilation of four channeled books, Jehudi Speaks explores karmic relationships, our relationships with animals, loss and death of all kinds, why the imbalance between masculine and feminine occurred and how to end it, and tools to evolve, including working with intuition and spirit guides, integrating past lives, and the truth about manifestation and abundance. Order Jehudi Speaks today through tdjacobs.com. Welcome back to The Soul's Journey. This is Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com. And my guest is Rob Fournier. We're talking about um, him and craniosacral therapy and his process of Learning to work with and witness and integrate and and uh, move beyond a certain kind of a, a limited relationship with destructive memories or, or pain from the past and also with different lives. And so he's he's written a book called The Process: Soul's Journey to Oneness. And we're going to start talking about that now. Rob, can you just give me kind of kind of an overview of the book? And then I also do want to know about. Um, what inspired you to write it? Because obviously this process took years for you to kind of put all this together. And then there's a point where you realize there's a narrative and you wanted to share the story. So I also want to talk about that too. Yeah, for sure. Um, I guess we can even talk about that um, to start with, I guess. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause that would probably lead into the other one. Um, what started me. Um, yeah. on this evolution is I get to a point where people were 
were saying, you sound like the book I just read. You sound like the book I just read. Um, oh. Meaning like a self-help or motivational books. And I'm like, wow, that's interesting. You know, um, you know, I, I, I've read a few motivational or self-help books, but not, I, I have to admit, not, not a lot, only one or two. So it was interesting that people were saying this and along the works I was doing. And, um, and that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, wow, if everybody thinks I sound like the book they just read, maybe I yeah. should write a book. So um, it took about a year after, you know, after this was going on and that year. And I'm like, it's time. So I'm like, I actually looked through my journals. I had probably about six or seven journals at the time. And actually all my journal entries, there was maybe about a month or two months gap. Some There was a year gap between journal entries. My journal entries all flowed from when I was like in my early 20s to mid 30s. Um, it flowed like a story. I'm like, this is the book. Okay. I'm like, right. my journal entries are the book. Um, and it's all journal entries of, you know, my parents passing and, mm-hmm. you know, how I help, how I managed that, how I got into cranial sacral, how yeah. my job shifted as my perception shifted. Um, all these different stories that are actually in the book all came from my journal entries that I've had documented for 15 years. Okay. Um, when I read through them, I'm like, I don't even need to organize the book because this is it. This is chapter by chapter. Right. So um, when I had that notion, yeah, I went up to my sister's cabin and actually I sat down behind a computer and I physically wrote the book in 10 days. Uh-huh. Um, and pe- people laughed. They're like, well, how did you write a book in 10 days? I'm like, because it was already there. It's my, you know, it's just the information was already there. And it was, it was the, I knew it was the right time because it was, almost, it was being divinely guided. It just right. flowed through me. I couldn't even stop right. writing um, from when I got up to when I went to bed at night. Um, so it was just a, just a beautiful process in itself, writing the book and expressing all this on, on paper. Uh, so which, I mean, which goes back to the book. I mean, the book is a lot about my personal life, but it's from the perspective of, it's not an autobiography because it's from the perspective of the lessons that I learned through life. Um, I, I believe in the main thing of the book is co-creation, um, understanding co-creation, believing in co-creation, that we attract everything into our life for a reason and, um, and taking spiritual accountability for that. Right, right. So he's playing well, victim role, just understanding that information. So we'll, we'll see. Now, this is you know, this is a philosophical approach. Like this is you know, and that that and and yet the meat, the meat of it, the, the meat and potatoes of the process are, are dealing with feelings, like dealing with emotions. And I, I talk a lot about that on the show um, for for those who listen, because I especially uh, as Jupiter has been in Cancer since um, late June of last year, uh, for just about one year, kind of focusing on expanding through emotions. So I think that your book coming out at that point, you know, this this um, you know, learning how to hold space for emotions, learning how to accept that things have happened and you have been shaped in certain ways, and and learning to not. Um, discount them not and i have this conversation with you know lots of different people you know whether i seek sessions from people or i give the sessions but you know to how productive it isn't to say well i'm 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 beyond that i don't i don't need to focus on that you know on that thing because i i sometimes do have clients for example who will be older who'll say something like uh, like i will see in the chart and the guides will be shouting at me or ringing this bell really mm. loudly talk about the mother and this person, you know, could be a man and a woman in 50, 60, 70 years old and say, well, I, I dealt with that years ago, but not having done yeah. that, you know. And anyway, so this effectively, compassionately, in a grounded way, actually working, you know, with emotions, I think is so important. And um, 
And uh, so, so let's um, and understanding yeah. their place too. That's right. Um, because you know, I wanted to. I guess my whole goal behind the book was just to share my perspective or another perspective for mm-hmm. people. Um, because yeah. like you know, just one quick example is um, my parents both passed within four years of each other in my early twenties, and um, you, you can look at that one. Yes, I got engulfed in the emotions of it, but then looking at it retrospectively. Um, a few years later, after, you know, probably about eight years after they had passed, then it's like I was able to look at it from a different perspective and say, wow, what a blessing. My mom, and through her death, I was able to, it opened me up to a whole nother spiritual path right. and seeing more information that was available to me um, through like a spirit world or connection, um, being divinely guided, all that kind of yes. stuff. And, you know, and in her passing, we got to know my dad, which we didn't really know him we were closer to my mom. So those four years gave us a whole new relationship with my dad. So it was just seeing all, all those intertwined connections um, versus being, you know, first I want to say like the, like a victim role, like, oh, poor me, I lost, you know, my, my, you know what I'm saying? Um, oh. So it's just looking at it, you know, handling, going through the emotions of it, but then also coming out the other side and looking at it from a whole nother perspective, like what gift is in there? Well, see, now you have that experience when difficult things or painful things or adversity, et cetera, when something like that comes up, you'll be able to approach it in a different way and to, you know, maybe not skip all those years of, you know, not understanding it or having a, a bigger perspective, but you'll be able to um, observe and witness what's happening as you're feeling the things, like as you're experiencing them. And I, I think I think it's it's a lifelong gift. So to be willing to go into that space gives you a lifelong gift because yes. then you can you can understand it at you know I mean one way to say it that could be kind of like a a little catchphrase is understanding adversity you know or like why bad things happen or why pain occurs and like and being able to experience it without being overwhelmed by it like feeling it fully but mm-hmm. not being you know lost in it so so can I can I give the listeners your birth data and we can sure. chat about your chart yeah. I'm I'm excited because your chart says I need to get to this place. Your chart, your chart says, I need to learn how to trust divine guidance. I need to figure out what that means for me. And, okay, so so let me just give you Rob's birth data. Um, I, I love it when guests share their data because um, the listeners uh, follow along. You know, the vast majority of people who hear this hear it as a podcast later, and so they can like pause it and go type it in or whatever. Uh, but it's June fifth, nineteen seventy five, three p.m. in Detroit, Michigan. And uh, I always I always start with Pluto because I look at what is what does a soul want this person to figure out how to be empowered through doing, and your Pluto's in Libra in the twelfth, and and there's this thing with Pluto in the twelfth, and this is a placement I happen to share, and I'm going to try not to project all over you as I describe this, but but um, Pluto in the twelfth is about the need to learn to work with life. But there's some experiences that can be overwhelming along the way where you may feel powerless in the face of the enormity of circumstance or how the the mysterious way things unfold. So essentially cutting through a lot of like, you know, stories, you learn how to feel guided. Like you learn how to trust that that impulse. And so that's like that's like a very important part of your journey. And then and then also you have Neptune conjunct your north node and Neptune is associated with that twelfth house. And so and something conjunct the north node says, I haven't really been exposed to that. So again, trusting life, flowing with life. Uh, anyway, so just these are very which is a theme, which is a theme in the book. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, well, it should like, be. Yeah, that's chapter one. <laughs> yeah, it should be. Chapter yeah. one is all about trust, trusting life. Right, right, because because you you have a lot of um, some spots in the in in the parts of the book that I read where you're this part of you is asking like, what is going on? Where am I? What's happening? And that kind of finding yourself in. I mean, and you and you know, in the beginning of the book, you're also writing about um, the well, the death, the birth, death yeah. slash death, 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 birth, like you yeah, know all yeah. that. Yeah, that 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 process, and um, and that's like a one of those things that is can be overwhelming. You're just plopped in the middle, and then something giant is happening. You have no idea what it is, and of course, that young, you don't have any understanding. So you're working with, you know, as an adult with these memories, you know, putting words to them and all that stuff. But it's, you know, the sense of overwhelm is one of the things that can happen with those placements and not knowing what to do. Not, and the other side of that is, by the way, not knowing where one fits in life. And so when, when we figure out how to be guided or, or how to trust life is the way that you're talking about it, then we can find that we have this sense of purpose that might be kind of hard to put our finger on, but eventually it can get articulated. And um, you know, and then we have the confidence to continue to be guided. Yeah. You know, so, so that's something I, I observe with you because you're, you're not turning away from trusting. Just because you did it once, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So that's it's, really cool. It's like, yeah, it's like a continuous process. Um, yeah. The process. <laughs> it is a continuous right? process. Though. Right. Um, I mean, even in my you know sessions now, it's just yeah, trust is, and I have to laugh because the thing that comes up for me and most people in sessions that always goes back to trust and allow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, really having a deep trust that everything is divinely guided and working, and allowing that to happen. <laughs> but but do you remember? At time, you know, the times in your life before you felt really good about that. <laughs> like, do you remember? Right. You know, like that right. sense of what? Why is this happening? And how is this? You know, how can I change something? I mean, have you had that experience where you're like, "This is terrible," and having like frustration and anger and, oh, you, you yeah. know, be, yeah. So, so it's like, so you're. I before think I got to this, before I got to this point, yeah, yeah, yeah. In, yeah, my teens, early twenties. Oh yeah, I was definitely in that place. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably a lot less fun to be around too. Probably, right? Yeah, right. it was just, too. It's like different. The people are like, "Oh, you're so friend and free." I'm like, "Well, if you, if you know me, you know, 20 yeah. years ago, no." <laughs> um, yeah, it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't. I was still always had a very youthful spirit, but um, yeah. yeah, but in a different place. Um, yeah, much different place. Yeah. Well, good. Good. Well, tell us another. Tell us another story from from the book. Just kind of peak peak people's interest sure. on. Yeah. Um, yeah, one of them I like um, in the book is um, is understanding like stories. We're talking about stories, but understanding DNA, like, DNA is the story, um, and you can change your DNA because um, to me, like you know, within the DNA is just a story. Um, so one of that was how you know how is it is I was changing, which got me into cranial. Is um, I had a couple flare ups in my early thirties, and they thought it was like lupus or an autoimmune disorder, and um, and what had happened is all my sisters had the same thing. It all happened in their early 30s. My mom had it. So, you know, you get that family story. Oh, in my early 30s, this is what happens. And grandma has it. Grandpa has it. Right. So guess what? I'm going to have it. Um, so if you have that belief system, sure, your body's listening to you and saying, okay, guess right. what? You're going to get it. Um, but I was, I was so determined. I'm like, this is not happening to me. After two flare-ups, I'm like, this is not happening to me. So, yeah, I went and saw a holistic provider, got, saw a cranial, started meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, and within, um, I want to say it was about five years, I went back to the original 
practitioner that had that saw me and he's like there's no traces of anything in your your DNA or your system or strands or anything. Um, so just it was just proof to me, just showing that you can change your story, you can change your DNA. Oh, um, you know, and it's part of that that family belief or you know, um, yeah, sort of that lineup. You know, my mom has it, my grandpa has it, this has it. Oh, I'm gonna right. have it. Or, you know, all boys do this, all girls do this. Or, right. you know, it's just, there's a lot of ingrained stories um, within the consciousness of humanity. So it's just being, just being aware, that's all, being aware of um, yeah. those stories so you don't attach to them. Um, and just knowing, like, you know, so who you are. You know, we are just all really divine love uh, right. when it comes down to it. We're just energy and we're love. Um, and, and everything else is just a story around it. So, um yeah, that's that's great. I I've been talking a lot with um, this the ascended master I mentioned, Jehudi, also known as Thoth and Saint Germain. I'm talking a lot with him about root chakra issues, and that's kind of you know that, that's what you're talking about because the, mm-hmm. you know, and he's been talking about like a year ago, I channeled um, a couple MP3s from him about it called increasing immunity, and he was putting. Uh, which are which are available uh, if people are interested through tdjacobs.com and and the putting people's attention on this notion of if you believe that you're safe, your immune system is strong, and how simple that is. But then root chakra issues are you know the climate and weather that's going on in our family systems when we're born. So we have to really uh, detach from the belief systems of all our family. So the the exam you know that we were born and and we perhaps take for granted or or use as a, a filter through which we see the world. Like we expect things to be that way. We believe they are, so they come true, and then we're like, well, yeah, grandpa, grandma, mom, sister. Um, but with that, even an autoimmune disorder is all about this the root chakra because the root chakra relates to um, immunity and that sense of safety. So that's, even, that's an amazing example for me right now because I'm working with Jehudi so much these days on, on – channeling about root chakra issues so I can explain those things to people. It's really interesting using using these crystals that I mentioned earlier. Right. That's yeah. beautiful because it even extends to beyond like that. Like the same is another similar example is, um, you know, living in Michigan, we have four seasons. And, yeah. um, you know, <laughs> you know uh, when I was younger in my teens and early 20s, I got a lot of colds and sinus infections. And uh-huh. so like, oh, you know, the doctor just, oh, well, you work with kids, you know, so you're going to get sick. Oh, right. you know, oh, well, it's a change of season. You're going to get sick. So then, I mean, it's it's just really, um, is I mean, it is unbelievable. <laughs> Very fascinating to watch how many stories can be created even right. around that um and then over time that's when i was able to realize i'm like no just because the season changed doesn't mean i need to get a sore throat or just because i work with kids i'm gonna you know there's germs you know right. i mean yes that's if you walk around people will say that all day long but it's just if you choose to believe that or not um and allowing yourself to change your story within your you know your own energy field um within your own dna so once you're able to say no you know that's great you know but that that doesn't resonate with me (laughs) (laughs) right when i started uh when i bought i got a motorcycle license a number of years ago and started and i bought a motorcycle a a little 250 like a kind of a a starter thing it was kind of like a lawnmower with brakes and a headlight so it wasn't you know it wasn't like a big deal uh but just like a, a starter bike and i um and this was when i lived in la and and there is a story in the motorcycle culture there that spreads out beyond it. Meaning I would tell people who don't ride motorcycle, but they would reflect this to me that say, Oh, well, you know, you're going to go down in the first five months. Like you're going to 
have an accident <laughs> in the first five months. And I remember and the reason I bought the motorcycle was because I had having this conversation with Jehudi, the same ascended master here as a guide, and he was saying, look, the reason that you're having these accidents is because you – you believe you're not safe, so just decide you're safe, get a motorcycle, and it'll be fine. And so then, so I had this like newfound confidence, and all these people were like, oh, here, let me give you this little bit of fear that we all share with each other. And I remember saying to people, oh, that, that's not, that's not catching. I'm not getting that. <laughs> like, I remember saying, oh, you're going to go down in the first five months, and I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's not catching. I'm not getting that. <laughs> you know, like, because I had my eyes opened, and, because uh, otherwise, I, I might have been susceptible to that fear. Yeah. Of, uh, you know, just like car culture, what we, you know, st- stereotypes of driving in LA and all that. And, uh, uh, but it was fine. I, it actually put me in my body. So I saw starkly, I mean, suddenly my eyes were opened that I had the choice on how to be in my body. And, uh, the other thing is when you're riding a motorcycle, you're not, you know, fiddling with the radio, you're not texting, you're not calling, you're not eating, you're not putting on makeup, you're not, you know, you're actually just paying attention to all the people who are doing those things around you and so so uh so listen we're gonna take our uh, second break stick with me my guest is rob fournier here on the uh the soul's journey answers to help you navigate life the book jehudi speaks offers wisdom channeled from ascended master jehudi aka thoth saint germain and merlin on humanity's opportunities during these exciting times jehudi speaks provides what you need to know to grow and evolve on earth now a compilation of four channeled books jehudi speaks explores karmic relationships our relationships with animals loss and death of all kinds why the imbalance between masculine and feminine occurred and how to end it, and tools to evolve, including working with intuition and spirit guides, integrating past lives, and the truth about manifestation and abundance. Order Jehudi Speaks today through tdjacobs.com. The way you're wired is no accident. Your soul has divine intentions for this life. Understanding those intentions can bring greater peace and harmony to your world. A Soul's Journey soundbite from astrologer and channel Tom Jacobs is a 15-minute MP3 reading on your major life themes. Tom's unique approach to astrology sheds light on the big picture of you, your values, passions, fears, and family dynamics as divinely designed by your soul. Gift yourself and others with insight and understanding by ordering your Soul's Journey soundbite today at tdjacobs.com. Welcome back to The Soul's Journey. This is Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com. My guest is Rob Fournier, who's written a, a new book called The Process, Soul's Journey to Oneness, which is available on Amazon and, uh, and Kindle, right? It's available on both. Yes, in Create Space. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, great. And, uh, and uh, so we're, we're chatting over the break um, about uh, just a feature of his chart that I hadn't mentioned yet that I want to I talk about briefly because um, as, as, I, you know, as one of us said, 
said, we met in Michigan, and you live there. And um, I'm from Ohio, uh, but I but I uh, transplanted out uh, in my early twenties when I was done with school, just just looking for different, you know, something different. But when I go back to the Midwest, I find my Uranus in the first house very challenged, and you have Uranus in the first house. And so I just want to explain what that means for a minute, um, and then do a little compare and contrast because. Um, yeah. People with any planet in the first house carry this energy very, very strongly. They they can't hide it. You know, it, it's like wearing a, a certain like a bright jacket that says, "Hey, I carry this energy." Uranus is about uniqueness and difference, and um, and so you know, people with Uranus in the first tend to stand out. And some people might say eccentric. Some people might say different, unique, weird, maverick. You, you know, something like that, mm-hmm. eclectic. Um, but essentially what I said over the break is, I mean, that part of my chart is one of the reasons why it's hard for me to be in the Midwest. Maybe oh, – I don't know if I'm going to embarrass myself by saying this, but maybe you're a lot patient, more patient than I am. Because if people <laughs> see you as weird all the time, how do you – you know what I mean? Like how do you react to that? Like how do you deal with that? If everyone thinks you're you're unique and they don't – you know what I'm saying? Like kind mm-hmm. of you're doing all this spiritual, metaphysical New Age consciousness stuff in the middle right. of the Midwest, and so I'm just, you know, I'm not trying to say anything bad about the Midwest. It's just, you know, there is right. a kind of right. kind of fabric that is yeah. that is there of the cultural consciousness, you know. What's well, fascinating that you bring that up, Tom, because I, obviously I didn't know that was in my chart, or yeah. you know, it's interesting <laughs> because I can't tell you for years. I'm like, oh my god, I want to move. I want to move out to like Colorado, Arizona, uh-huh. um, warmer weather. Like, um, I know we have the four seasons. I do like it, but it's I I do prefer warmer weather. Uh-huh. Um, and just a, yeah, being in Colorado, Arizona, you know, it's more like-minded kind of individuals. But right. there is something that has always pulled me back to Michigan and Detroit. Uh-huh. Um, which is just fascinating to me. And I, you know, yeah, I try, you know, I was thinking about moving about two years ago and a year ago. And, mm-hmm. but for some reason it's always Detroit pulling back. And then finally it's like, what we had talked about earlier, trust and allow. That's right. It's like, That's okay, right. I get it. I get it. I get That's it. Right. I'm supposed to be here right now at this moment in time. Um, but part of it, I feel like, you know, some of it, which is last chapter in the book, but like meeting, I met like a spirit family and like, you know, even like you, um, people across the globe that we're connecting with, but I think they're like different, like we're almost like a GPS system, um, is how I view it is like we're different points of an, on a pole across all over the world, yeah. um, helping balance energy around and, you know, doing the work that we need to do to help shift energy wherever we're yeah, at. Right on. Great. Yeah. It's like uh, the, the Aquarian age community develops in part through technology and in part through these, you know, what seem like channels meetings but are in fact guided like like whatever you know whatever impetus there was for you or, or impulse to go to that workshop you know that i taught at which we met you know there, yeah. there's 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 the hand of, of guidance in there and and i have i have found many times that that community spread out all over the world you know whether it's colleagues or clients or acquaintances or or, or you know whatever you know whatever it is that network um is support you know, mm-hmm. so so to some degree, it doesn't matter where you are because you will be guided to develop that, you know, that community and that support. And um, yeah, and as, yeah. And as I was able to develop that support, more support within here in um, the Detroit area is growing exponentially, Great. which is just amazing to see um, right. that I didn't feel. So it's like it goes back to even almost like as I shift and as I shift perspective and change, um, yeah, you just attract different experiences, Great. which is just. You know, it's just beautiful. Well, that's great. That is really being guided. That is 
really allowing yourself to be guided. So, so you're doing it right. That sounds great. That's a, that sounds great. Well, that I, sounds I thought great. it for a while. I'm like, yeah. no, I'm gonna leave. I'll leave. And then come back. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> Doesn't matter right. where you're at. I could be here in Michigan and still do the same thing. <laughs> like, right. um, it's part of a bigger plan. <laughs> I mean, all of my moves have been guided. I mean, definitely have been guided. I mean, I, I as I said, grew up in Ohio, went to college in Ohio, and then um, about a year and a half after that, I felt this urge to go somewhere. And it, and it, um, as soon as I had that urge, and this was long before I was into astrology or channeling or anything like this, uh, and um, I was actually working in restaurants. I was a cook and a you know a prep cook and a and a and a anyway cutting things up and arranging nice platters and salads and things like that. It was, it was awesome. It was very very Libra, very Venus and Libra for me, creative. Um, and then a friend of mine, right after I decided, I just had to go somewhere else because I was in small town Ohio and um, uh, not actually. I mean, maybe an hour away from a bigger city, but like you know a smaller place. And uh, a friend of mine called from Boston and said his roommate um, was being kicked out by the landlady, and he had to now go find somebody. He was just mentioning it, and I said, you know what? That's me. I will be there in a month. And mm-hmm. I just – and I did it. And then from there, you know, moving to Los Angeles was completely guided. I got off the plane, and what I understand now are spirit guides saying – this is what you're doing, you know, kind of like almost like trying to, you know, uh, p- play the play the flute to draw the snake out of the, you know, this this cartoony image of the the snake charmer, kind of like you will move here, you know, they're kind of like enticing, and I and I saw that I was moving, and then you know I was there for six years, and then uh, this whole thing about Arizona came up because I asked my guides where can I go to write the books that are starting to develop in my head because it just what was going on for me in LA, just my chemistry with the place wasn't conducive to me getting the writing done. And I just could, and I had like, I had uh, pictures in my head of three books, including the soul's journey one. And, uh, and I was really eager to write, but I just, just wasn't working right. You couldn't do it. So they said, go to Tucson. So I did, you know, so even, you know, but I remember being in LA and I tried to go back to Boston once and tried to move to San Francisco twice and it wouldn't work like nothing, really? you know, like even to the point of like, I'm looking like it's in San Francisco with a friend for an apartment and meeting land, you know, all the, and applying for places and then just realizing there's this bubble that was about to burst and I couldn't do it because it, you know, but anyway, so I guess my, all my moves have been, have been guided like that. And I'm, and I, sometimes I have, you know, some issues with being in Tucson just cause it's, um, well, there's, there's a, there's a way that you can, um, you rotate the chart based on where you live. If you live far away from where you were born and it's called – some people call it astrocartography. I call it locational astrology. And you can just observe how different parts of the world you might have chemistry with or, or, or parts, different places on the, on the globe might activate certain energies within you. And um, for me, it's all about work in Tucson. And so part of me wants to curl up you know, and stop working because I've been just working so much the last you know, four and a half years um, – but anyway, it's good, and my guides are like, "No, no, this is good for you. You can stay here. Look how beautiful the mountains are, Tom." That's what I hear from them all the time. They're like, "Hey, look up, go. Look, you know, don't think about work. Just go. anyway." So uh, it is all guided, and it's all good. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah. It was interesting too. Like even like I want to say it was last year when I was like, okay, in a space of do I move? What do I do? And um, it was interesting through another friend. I was guided to this article about Detroit um, that someone had published about a, a few years back. And it was how about there's structures that are built actually in the city of Detroit that are lined up 
with the pyramids in Egypt. Um, oh, intentionally? Yes. I don't know if I'm assuming intentionally um, or intentionally. And he has a graphed out, measured out. I mean, even some of the structures are looking somewhere similar. Um, the way it's like, you know, kind of, it's, it's very fascinating. And it just got me thinking. So actually this past summer, I went down and consciously walked this area that this, um, this article sort of described out. And I'm like, and it was very actually interesting during, you know, whatever is being guided or whatever. And, and it, and this was part of it. There's such heart and soul here in Detroit, um, energy that I can't even, yeah, that I, I it's undescribable. So I'm like, that's some, there's something about the energy here that, yeah, that's why I'm still here. Cool. Um, so cool. I'm thankful for that, but it's just very fascinating how certain things, um, come along your path mm-hmm. to show you information on what you need at the time. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. It definitely. When, when you trust and allow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you're open, yeah. When you trust and allow, yeah. Because one of the, one of the things that always comes through when I work with guides or any of these other beings, and they're they're always telling people who are asking about guidance, hey, it's always there. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, so so like a lot of what I do with people is to help them see a block or a resistance and uh, overcome that. And yeah, so that's actually a lot of what I do with clients is um, pointing out, I can think of actually one client who um, has a karmic signature in her chart of, um, of feeling that feeling abandoned by life or spirit or something like that. And, and, and she's asked me repeatedly, like, you know, where is this information? How can I reconnect? And the guides come through every reading and they say, we are always here. So here is how that flow doesn't work because of some idea or feeling that you have. And so, you know, no, it's it's um, but see, but that's interesting. Now, now I'm going to come back to your chart for for just a second, um, because these two signatures, Pluto and Neptune's house, Pluto in the house of you know, universal truth or cosmic experience or you know what's really happening here, the big picture, and then Neptune conjunct the North Node, saying nobody ever taught me how to trust or have faith or go with the flow, like those two things. Pluto says I need to do this. And this position of Neptune says nobody ever taught me. So it's almost like it's almost like a setup for you to have to learn something that nobody can teach you and then to trust it. And so there's that developing that self-esteem along the way because it's in the house of self-esteem. It's in the second mm-hmm. house, the house of self-confidence. And, and I have to prove to myself that I can do something. In this case, you know, trusting, you know, and uh, yeah. um, that's really interesting. Which yeah. then, I mean, too, is just like, you know, um, then, you know, even publishing the book, that was mm-hmm. like a huge trusting again, you know, because it's your personal, you know, your personal life. A lot of feelings went into that book. Oh, yeah. Um, being divided and guided, as you know. Um, yeah. yeah. So it's just even family or, you know, you know, community is, hmm, it's like, you know, they're going to you know, pass lives, but it's, it was such a, a beautiful moment as well, a process for me to be able to, you know, open up and just allow that to unfold. Well, because get that next level because it's time. Well, life is calling. I mean, there's yeah. a call. I mean, that's oh the thing God. about being guided. It's you get clear. You, yeah, you get called. Now that's what I. You get your messages. Yeah. My messages for the past year has been that's time right. is now. Time is now. Like that's right. What, you are, you do wait, what are you waiting for? <laughs> yeah. When I took my channeling class, to which I was very resistant, I mean, I've, I've talked about this before, but like I, uh, it was 16 weeks. It was two eight-week classes back to back, and I resisted it. I hated going. I didn't want to go ever, every week for 16 weeks in a row. 
I was dreading it. And it was like so hard to get in my car and drive, you know, drive over to this lady's house, to, you know, to go sit down and meditate and learn to deal with my feelings under the surface and learn how to deal with spirit guides. It was like so challenging, but I, I did resist it constantly. And so, of course, now I draw people who have that resistance. And it's, you know, while I still have my own stuff about it, and sometimes I still do have, um, you know, resistance, you know, of different kinds and just kind of like, well, even this whole thing about the crystals. Jehudi says, hey, get <laughs> Jehudi, the Ascended Master, who is who is um, respected and loved by every culture on the planet. He's the Hermes figure, um, Saint Germain. He's like he's like in all these these cultures. And he says, hey, um, go get a bunch of tiger iron crystals and charge them with my vibration and then and then and then you know offer them to your clients and, and anybody else who wants them. But I had to see it to believe it. <laughs> You know what I mean? I'm still like a person with my brain. Um, but anyway, you know, he's like, hey, hey, just trust me. But he has compassion for the fact that, that I didn't do it blindly. And I actually modified some details in the process. Like he was like, you can just get a bunch of stones from anywhere. And I was like, well, I really feel like they have to be a certain weight and mass. And I want to cut, you know, and eventually I cut them myself. But anyway, that trusting thing, now I get it. You know, and I've got my conscious mind on board. So we have to. We have just two minutes left. So um, I just want to be aware of that time because I always uh, try to cram it a bunch in at the end as I forget what time it is. But um, but thank you so much for coming on the show, Rob. And, and um, the, pro- the 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 book is called uh, The Process: Soul's Journey to Oneness, and it's available um, online. Uh, through through Amazon and also Kindle, and um, I'm just I'm just really glad to have met you and to uh, to welcome you here on the show to talk about this stuff. And I'm glad. I mean, I'm I'm happy about where the conversation went. You know, in addition to uh, you know talking about the book and cranio. Yeah, thank you, thank you for having me on. It's always fascinating chatting with you. Tom. Great, thank <laughs> and you. And seeing all the parallel, you know, and all the connections, and yeah, it it, it just fascinates me even more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because we, we definitely were, we definitely were, that was a guided thing, like, like, however it is that you got to that workshop, you know, that, um, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely a, gui- a guided thing. So good, good. Well, so thank you. I just want to do one, one announcement before we, uh, we have like one minute left. Um, oh, tell people how they can contact you. Oh, um, they can contact me, um, at www.livingbalance. Center.com. Um, my my email is rob at livingbalancecenter.com. Um, but that's our website, and you can our information is on there, um, or you can contact me directly at that email address. Thank you so much. So I just want to fit in this one announcement. I forgot to say at the beginning of the show uh, that the next channeling event with Ascended Master Jehudi and Archangel Metatron is Saturday, February 15th. And you could register for that event live or you can get the mp3 um after the fact the same healing effects happen and this one is uh transforming depression and anxiety whether you experience them now or have in the past or have or currently live with somebody uh who has those those uh experiences in those states this is going to be some transformational channeling stuff so so that's saturday february 15th go to tdjacobs.com for the info thanks for joining me and we're back live again next week on the soul's journey have a great week You've been listening to The Soul's Journey with Tom Jacobs, a fresh look at astrology and soul inspired by channeled wisdom. For more information, tune in every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Pacific. Connect with Tom directly via www.tdjacobs.com. That's tdjacobs.com.